Hey, everybody, welcome to Social Beauty Makers, the podcast where every Sunday and Wednesday we'll bring you fast paced, powerful 15 minute episodes meant to inform, educate, and inspire around a variety of topics, including trends in all things tech for the professional salon industry. Today, I'm here to talk about a favorite subject, the challenges faced by new professionals, something that actually impacts the entire industry. And this is a group that has been long ignored by the larger industry while so obviously in need of support, given the many, many changes in our industry over, I would say, the last 20 years. I'm Gordon Miller, your podcast host. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get started. And actually, before I get started, um, some quick updates, because um, I've got a lot of folks reaching out and asking for them. So number one, loving the new life and the twists and turns in my career. I am having a effing <laughs> amazing time. So thanks for anybody who has asked. Events. I am launching events. I am having to push them out into early 2024. I was hoping for the fall. Long story behind all that, but I am pushing events out into January, February, March, and April. So stay tuned for more news on that. Thank you to those who are supporting me in this. we got some great sponsors lined up and everybody's excited about 2024. So stay tuned for that. Um, and lastly, um, I'm going to be at Premiere in Orlando uh, first weekend in June. For those who are listening to before that, um, it, it kind of gives me a reason um, to talk about shows um, because I think, you know, industry news, um, we've just kind of come through several of them or at least two big ones. And I was most recently at America's Beauty Show here in Chicago. And I'm going to offer up a quick review. Um, if you listen to me, you know, events as we came out of pandemic, there's a lot of question marks around them. And there's been some challenges, but there's also been um, some, some great success stories. Uh, I recently talked about the Redkin Symposium as that, and that was really, really positive. And America's Beauty Show, I had some you know concerns going into it as an industry person, as somebody who observes all of this, but you know what? It looked really, really great. It felt great, really busy all three days. It felt great to be around so many people, um, big changes, but just lots of good. And, and as far as those changes go, I would say, you know, we're kind of in this era where big brands have definitely pulled back. I'm not seeing the participation in the big shows in the same way. Kind of reminds me of going back 20, 30 years, uh, probably 30 years. And so again, the pendulum swings, but great, great show, really, really solid crowd, younger. Um, but that's a trend that's been, been happening for some time, even pre-pandemic. We've seen the show crowds getting younger. And I think there's a lot of reasons for that, but this is a, uh, I think this generation today, they're really passionate about the industry. They want to learn, um, they want to buy things um, and they want to see uh, things they haven't seen before. And a big beauty show is a great place for them to do that. And I would say in terms of um, the style, quote unquote, I guess, of, of what happens on the show for very, very much a, a cash and carry show, um, which again is a little bit of a shift in trends and um, interesting. So um, yeah, that's my news, little news break. All right, so on to my main topic here. Um, and again, this gets this real passion for students and new professionals and um, concern. And I, I like to kind of bang the drum around this topic because I think it's so important that the industry begins to put more effort into this group of professionals who, you know, according to all the statistics, struggles, you know, to, to keep their careers moving forward. Um, the most recent stat I saw was that out of every 10 graduates who get licensed in the industry, only 1.8, so approximately two, 20%, are still in the industry three years later. And then really kind of a staggering figure. And I've been hearing this for some time as we came out of pandemic and hearing it from many states around the country, as well as some other uh, sources who study this sort of stuff. And that is that some of the state boards are reporting that they are averaging under 50% 
first-time license renewals, meaning people coming out of school, many of them, 50% of, of all of those who are licensed are not renewing. And that kind of aligns with that um, 20% figure of the people who are you know, coming out of school, not being in the industry for long. And again, we're just talking about that first year. And um, again, staggering and, and very different than the past. I think we're in kind of this new era. Um, hairdressers almost never gave up their license. Um, there was a lot connected to it, including, I think, the, the hope of many that they would find their way back to the industry because it, it was a dream for so many who do start in it. And so interesting to see this uh, figure, hear it from different parts of the country. It's pretty consistent. And I, and I would say worrisome. And so uh, the industry has been talking for as long as I can remember about needing more professionals. And I've said it many times before, you know, the best way to solve the problem of labor and needing more professionals is, is to simply you know, solve this big problem we have of not being able to hold on to those who are coming into the industry. We don't need as many new um, if, if we are able to hold on to the folks who are coming in. And everybody's not going to stay forever. I mean, we know that about life and, and I think careers are in across all industries, um, job changes, career changes, they're definitely, you know, more common, but there's absolutely such an opportunity to do more for those who come into the industry as new professionals. And um, yeah, I think we need to look at number one, why are they leaving? And, and this is not new. I think the language has, has changed a little bit, but definitely we're hearing, I think more than ever that people are looking for variety in a career over time. And this goes beyond that first three years, but people are thinking in beauty school about career paths. And they're, they're, I think that's coming so much uh, or, or most often from social media because it's talked about a lot. And I think young people pay attention to the things that are said online. And I think they, they um, understand um, that if they're going to have long careers, that they've got to have some variety. In it. So they're looking for career paths. And I think early in their career, they're not really seeing that that's a, a reality that's anywhere close to, to where they are. Also, we hear that um, self-confidence is a big problem. I've talked to this about many times before in the podcast about my concern with the bigger effects of social media, number one, on society. And there's been so many studies that have shown that young people in particular, that low self-confidence, low self-esteem is a kind of a ripple effect out of social media, Instagram in particular, there's been all kinds of studies done on the impact of, of teenagers in particular, um, younger people, um, and the increase in suicidal tendencies and thoughts that are being reported. And I think there's a version of that in the professional industry related to career. So uh, I'm going to step away from the personal and the, that kind of profound statement I just made and say that I think we're losing a lot of professionals, perhaps more than ever, because of, of social media and what they see and perceived perhaps as unattainable, whether it's lots of income or, or certain ways that careers are supposed to be. And that leads to anxiety and stress. And we're hearing a lot of that from young people. And then, and then lastly, money. That, you know, again, the expectations that have been set in their minds, it's just not something they necessarily feel they're going to attain anytime soon. So that would be another big problem. And I, I think kind of metaphorically, this whole issue to kind of put it in context, it, re, it reminds me of salon clientele retention. And that's been a never ending problem, but I think it's front of mind for so many people who are in the industry and something that we act upon. And if you think of, of, of the same kind of math and apply it to a salon, if, if a salon was to lose 80% of its clients over a short amount of time, or if we even apply the same three years, and actually that number is probably not too far from reality for a lot of folks. But, you know, I think we understand that 
we then need to have a strategy to hold on to the clients that we have. So we don't have to work so hard to bring new clients in because the industry is so, so competitive. There is no shortage of opportunities for clients to go get services. You know, we often talk about the labor shortage, but I have never seen a single study ever that says that consumers are, are reporting that they're struggling to find someone to take care of their hair, their skin, their nails. It's, it's just not something that we're hearing. And consumers talk about things that aren't right these days. So I, I think, again, you know, we've got to really focus on the bigger problem here, and that is that we're losing um, young people. And, and, and because we're losing young people, the industry, big picture, is spending a lot of resources to try to attract more people to come into the industry. And um, schools are in many areas bursting at the seams. And that's a good thing uh, because people are coming into the industry. But again, on the other side, we, on the professional side of the industry, when people are past school, that we've got some responsibility in this. One thing that's really interesting, it goes back like, gosh, almost 30 years. And that is a study that was done by Harvard. And, the, and I believe it was the um, Carnegie Foundation, I think, that kind of sponsored that. And they did a, a study of success in industries like ours, service industries. And it's trying to figure out, like, how do you tie success to the various skills that a person has? And many of you have heard this before. I first heard it many, many years ago when I was with PivotPoint. And we created a, a program called People Skills, which was a soft skills program because of this study. And the study concluded that 85% of job success comes from well-developed, quote-unquote, soft skills and people skills. And that only 15% of job success comes from the technical skills and the associated knowledge. Um, that is a profound piece of information because what it, it speaks so much to, A, the importance of these skills. But I think if, if, if we think about kind of our training model that continues from the day a person gets in school all the way till they leave the industry, because there's all kinds of things that we have to learn early in the career, then we step into the job market and that transition from school to work, and then early career versus kind of the middle of your life cycle as a, as a professional and then beyond. And education is so important. But this study tells us that soft skills, communication skills, people skills are the most important skill when success is measured. And when you talk to clients or even you walk down the street and, and look at people, um, I, I think you start to perhaps understand that clients aren't that discerning when it comes to the hair, the skin, the nails, the makeup. They don't have the level of discernment that a professional has. They look at the industry in a very different way. And we talk so much about the importance of experience. And we think of it in many different ways. And I think inside the industry, we, we tie that very often to the, the doing of the service. And I mean, technically, but in reality, consumers are, are thinking about how they feel in the experience, how they're made to feel, how, how they are communicated with, um, what the environment feels like. And, and very often, most of their decisions about coming back or, or making changes in their life as it relates to these services has to do with the soft skills and how they're made to feel. It's, it's really a big idea. It's an important idea. Many of us have heard it over the years, but if we think about all of the things that are being trained in the industry, I would say that 80% of all education is technical. And a small percentage um, is, is actually in those kind of skills that are so, so important. Near, there was another study done that said that nearly three quarters of employers say that soft skills are amongst the, the most important that they seek. This is in all service industries, by the way, this particular study. And 
but they have trouble finding workers with those skills. That was a survey of over 650 employees, employers. Yeah, that's, that's a really big idea. And that was actually, I'm sorry, that was in the industry. Actually, in the industry, it was conducted by um, Morning Consult for Cengage. And Cengage is the parent company for Milady Publishing. So even employers in the industry are, are recognizing the power of this. And I think even more so now that we've come out of pandemic. So I, I think it's just so important to talk about these things. And especially because, again, I think this is one of the blocks that we have, that young people coming out of school where the focus really is predominantly technical skill, because it is the foundation of everything. You've got to learn all that technical information, not just for state board, but really to, to have a jumping off place for your career. When young people get into the salons today more than ever, there's not a lot of training always available to them. Depends on the kind of salon they go to work in. And of course, many are going direct into independence. Um, we've seen even big salons cutting back their educational programs. Many talk about the power of assisting and apprenticing. But those opportunities are becoming less and less and less. And so, again, institutionally, as an industry, you know, I would hope we'd start thinking about more of, you know, how do we fill in these gaps? So, um, yeah, it's a kind of a never ending conversation for me. I've, again, so much passion around it, but I also feel like um, I have a responsibility to talk about it. I think we all do. I hope you'll uh, go back and listen to a few episodes where I talk more about kind of the parts and pieces of this bigger idea. Um, episode number 26 talked about our kind of shared responsibility to future generations, which I, I think is, is so important for us to recognize and then act upon. Um, episode 21 was uh, the truth about professional compensation and its impact on the entire industry. And it's really a, a conversation or, or a rant, I should say, on how we as an industry are not looking correctly at the data. And it is, it is um, I kind of attack it from different angles. But I think, again, um, so, we, so often we hear government reports and we don't realize that so much of the data they have, which is, is real data, um, is connected to the hours that a person works, which brings all the numbers down. So go listen to number 21 to hear more about that. But I, I think it's such an important topic. And then episode 15, lastly, I call it perception versus reality and the image of professionals and the concerns that many have about the image being negative. I think that's a very old idea. I don't think it's as true as it was once was. And I think that often that these perceptions that we have about the outside world and how they look at us, that is, is kind of impacted by insecurities of the industry. Um, and um, I, I think we too often don't clearly see how the rest of the world is looking at us. Because when I step out into that world and talk to lots of people, I just hear so many great things about the industry and how people feel about their hairdressers, feel about beauty professionals. So um, yeah, big topic, lots of passion for it. I encourage anybody and everybody to think about being a mentor to somebody else. If, if you're a young person and you're hearing this, I hope you'll look for mentors. I think it's one of the biggest challenges the industry has today. We don't have enough mentors. So that's it for today. I've got, I'm running out of time. So I will say uh, thanks for listening. Um, if you like what you heard, I encourage you to visit socialbeautymakers.com and sign up for my free e-newsletter for more content and early access to the podcast. If you like the podcast, I appreciate you giving me a rating, a review, subscribe, um, best yet share. Um, but all those things helps others to find the podcast. And, and, and uh, yeah, if you like it, I think that's important. So once again, thank you so much for tuning in. I am Gordon Miller, and I cannot wait to share more with you next time.